0: Hello! I'm really happy because Skype actually gave me a ringtone on this one. What? I was going to say, it, it <laughs> rang as well. It rang. I'm joy. We could just end this episode now because I'm happy because I've finally got a ringtone. Yeah, Skype so. works. It's, Skype actually works, so we don't want to jinx it by actually keeping it running a little bit longer. <laughs> so, I, yeah, I put a tweet out before saying that we were about to record again. I can't remember the last time we did. Easily September. Yeah. But I don't know when because... Um, I'm I'm getting over a head cold. <laughs> You're getting over yours. <laughs> What's it like to feel normal and not ill? I can't remember. It, it's quite nice. It is actually. I can remember because it was when I was at Grimfest. So I had a, a sinus infection before that, and then I got well in time for Grimfest, and I was fine for Grimfest. And then I got back home, and it's like, hey, head cold. So now I'm all snotty and bunged up. I may end up hitting the um, what do you call it, the mute button. If I yep. if I feel a big sneeze coming on, or a big snotty sort of thing, or or one <coughs> of or I missed it, or a cough, <laughs> but uh, I'm going to try and time it well. So how the heck are you, Rob? Long time no speak on a podcast. Yeah. Anyway,
1: I'm pretty good, thank you, sir. How about yourself? Where can you, Rob? you You've disappeared. No, I'm here. You're not. Hello. From, From page to screen. Page
2: to screen. Yeah.
0: See, you jinxed it, didn't you? I did jinx it. Where did you disappear? I carried on talking. And I, 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 I was talking, and I could hear you, and you couldn't hear me. I couldn't, so I don't know what the hell happened there. But a nice little bit of editing. Um, so, uh, yeah, I might end up just hitting the mute button if I do need to cough.
1: Not a problem. Uh, and to answer your previous question, I'm doing well, thank you. How about yourself?
0: Uh, other than thinking, right, I'm going to be able to talk for an hour and a half without coughing... Um, I I did manage to hit the mute button about 10 seconds ago while I went into a big old cough so I'm guessing it worked because you didn't hear me so no other than that I'm okay I am playing catch up after the crazy day at Grimfest crazy four days at Grimfest I wrote down how much stuff I'd shot actually eight and a half hours worth of video nice oh god and four hours and 11 minutes of, of audio recording Wow! Obviously, the video has also got audio, but you know what I mean. I used yeah. the audio recorder for just over four hours and Shh. the camera for eight and a half hours, which is quite a lot. I'm quite impressed. And I'm, and I'm drinking a fridge chocolate milk to hopefully Ooh. soothe my throat. That's my, uh, that's my that's my thing. We've all got things that help us get well again. Yeah. <clears throat> Mine is a fridge chocolate milk. Uh, what's your What's yours? <laughs> oh, God. Uh, well in the olden days
1: it was a Bailey's but um, now I don't drink um, usually I just drink lots of water
0: And does that help or does that it,
1: if you drink enough of it it does but you've got to drink enough of it and sometimes um, when you're ill I, I don't know if uh, the same applies to everybody but water just it tastes a bit off <laughs> yeah. um, so um, at that point I usually add a bit of cordial to it or something just to give it a a better taste. But yeah, I just try and kind of blitz my system with water so it flushes everything out.
0: I may try that then. I'm, uh, I'm hitting the mute button quite a bit, actually, to be honest. <laughs> because of this coughing. So we'll see how this episode goes. This may be Rob talking more than normal. I'm now going to try a locket, <clears throat> which will hopefully make my throat feel better. But if I take a <laughs> swig of chocolate milk whilst having a locket, I don't... <clears throat> I will let you know oh, what no. that tastes like in a second. <laughs> I was going to ask you how <sighs> Grimfest was, but I'm not sure you can answer the question. <clears throat> it was amazing, to be honest. This is weird, because it's like I've spent all day... Uh, there must be a talking thing that's just sort of triggered... <clears throat> but no, Grimfest, it's one of those Grimfest things, though.
1: You'll find... It, you know, if somebody says to you... Um, You know, if you're lying in bed watching TV, you're quite happy, kind of lying there, motionless. And then somebody comes in and says, right, I give you a million pounds if you can stay motionless Mm -hmm. for 10 minutes. And you'll find that 30 seconds into it, you start shaking. You go, no, don't do it.
0: It's the the pressure. Yeah. (coughs) Oh, God. One of the hardest things I've ever done. I don't know if you've ever tried it, you probably haven't being an adult because you're not a child, <laughs> is to not talk for 24 hours. It's really difficult. Sounds easy, but it's really not. So I,
1: I remember
0: that, and this was when I was a child,
1: um, I was in primary school and, you know, I don't know what your primary school was like, um, but I used to really enjoy the school dinners and... The um, they had donuts one day. Okay. So, you know, big kind of jam donut. Um, and I was sitting there with the rest of the people on the table and somebody said, um, let's have a competition. Let's, because uh, I think we'd all got jam donuts. Um, let's see who can go the longest without licking the lips. Oh, that one.
0: Yeah.
1: <clears throat> and as far as I remember, um, we were, this game was still going after we'd finished the lunch break and we were back in class.
0: Wow. (laughs) It's a mind over matter thing, isn't it? Yeah. In a lot of cases, and as we know, a lot of people are Mm -hmm. weak-minded. So yes, so Grimfest went (laughs) wonderfully well. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Other than getting back and having a cough.
1: I was just going to say, right now, um, live on the Grimfest Twitter account, um, Mm. we
0: we regret to inform you that you know ninety
1: percent of people have come down with COVID. Yeah, (laughs) no, well, please take the test.
0: The the thing is, it's like Annette was in the hotel, but she didn't go to Mm. Grimfest. She came down with a cold whilst I was still at Grimfest, but I was fine. Yeah, and she still got the cold. And she took a COVID test this morning and it was negative. So mm-hmm. we know it's not COVID. I've had COVID. I know the difference. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's just it's the, the cough part is annoying. So it's, yeah. It's, clearly, this is God's way of saying, Stuart, don't talk, which <clears throat> I understand, really.
1: I had, um, like, kind of a bulk bought um a load of these um honey lemon lozenges and uh you know a couple of weeks ago i was um going through those like they were penny sweets
0: do you not find if you have too many of those they make you feel a bit sickly though Uh, the only thing i find is if i have too many of them it rubs um
1: the top of my mouth raw oh god yeah, that because just, I'm, I'm, not pleasant. I'm there, kind of sucking on them, and <clears> I suppose the lo- lozenge kind of rubs against your mouth. Yeah. Um, but it's something you have to put up with, I suppose.
0: <laughs> it's kind of like which symptom do you not want to have, really, isn't it? Do you want yeah. this one or do you want that one?
1: So um, it's all fun, but yeah, it, it's the things like the
0: coughing that kill you. Mm. it's not really bothered me. It's like. Up until probably about eight o'clock tonight, I've coughed maybe five times today, <laughs> and in the past seven minutes, I've probably coughed about 15, 20 times. Mm-hmm. So clearly it's a talking thing, because I'm at home on my own or whatever. I'm not doing that many phone calls. Yeah, then it's obviously aggravated me a little bit more, whatever. so mm-hmm. you know. but uh, So how, what you' you been up to then? I mean you've been ill, so I've, I've that's, been, Ill, been, a, that's so... been a thing. Yeah, mainly,
1: um, I've been in bed um, watching kind of old reruns of Dad's Army, Heidi High, you know, and and all those kind of mindless programs, because every time I sat down to watch something new, I'd find that kind of 20 minutes in, I wanted to go and have a nap, so it was pointless watching anything new.
0: Yeah. You might as well just put old stuff on and go. Yeah, if I exactly. miss a bit, it doesn't matter because I know I've seen it.
1: I'd put old stuff on, and obviously because we're in the midst of uh, kind of uh, electricity price wars. Oh, I um, It. I would. Um, I'd stick the TV on for like an hour timer. Mm-hmm. And um, so if I w- was to drift off to sleep, I-, I knew that, you know, at least the TV was going to be switched off semi-soon yeah, yeah. and save me some money.
0: <clears throat> so, Electric Power Wars. Let's see if I can get through this story without uh, coughing my guts up. So, my we've got a smart meter, which is great. Mm-hmm. So, it tells me how much I've used so far per day. And, you know, if, if I switch something on, it tells me whether it's, whether it's in red I'm going to get far into that story. <laughs> <clears throat> um, and our direct debit, so the British, so for those outside the UK or whatever, did they use the word direct debit in America? Or is it something different? Standard um, charge, or whatever it is. Yeah, it's, it's something similar, I suppose. So ours was £120 a month, and that was gas and electric combined. Mm-hmm. Uh, so every month it comes out. <clears throat> now, last month being September... They took out 258 quid. Oh, lovely. So I'm like, hang on a minute, what the frick? So I got onto British Gas via live chat. I went, "Eh, excuse me, it's supposed to be 120. Now it's 258. Oh, and by the way, we're £774 in credit. So therefore, there's no reason for them to be taking 258 quid out. Got an apology. Really sorry. Get that refunded for you. Be back in your account in two days. Okay. Well, so can you just confirm that it's going to be? (coughs) like 120 next month no actually it's going to be 100 even better (laughs) so two days come refund doesn't so alright then guess I'm going to chase them up again so I chased up British Gas again via the live chat and they came back and went oh sorry about that Uh, what you've got to do is phone this premium rate number and, uh, and, and chase up your refund yeah I'm not phoning a premium rate number no. You you told me it had already been done, but it clearly it hasn't. So, kicked off, right? No problem. Oh, I can see what happened. Not done a refund, and I'm aware of that, because I've not got it back yet. We'll <laughs> get that sorted for you, and it'll be back in your account in three to five working days. All right, so that's Friday then. Yeah, okay. Bye. Toddled off. Friday comes, refund doesn't. Mm. So back onto British Gas again. Oh, what you've got to do is you've got to phone this number. I'm not phoning any numbers. And by the way, twice I've actually asked to speak to a supervisor and a manager, and nobody's done that, which is not good, because that's what I asked for. Mm -hmm. So the person's like, oh, well, these direct debit prices do change from time to time. No, no, I get that. But we've got a smart meter. We use less than £120 a month, because it shows you how much you've used.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, I was told last week that a refund had been done. I was told two days after that that the refund had been done. Hasn't been done. Oh, we'll get it done now then. Will you though? (laughs) Can you tell me why the price has changed? Well, it does change from time to time. No, you've already told me that spiel. Stop sending me templates unless they're related to the query that I'm giving you. (laughs) So I went mad. (coughs) And um, he said, oh, the refund will get done. So I'm like, okay. Uh, Funnily enough, they did the refund. So shout out to James from British Gas, because he actually did it. Um, so it showed up. I got £138 in my bank, which was the over money that they stole. So me being me, I'm on Twitter going, British Gas stole my money, because technically they did. It's supposed mm-hmm. to take £120, it took 258 So that I think that's what helped, by publicly uh, doing that, and also tagging in off Jim, which is mm-hmm. obviously the energy regulator and stuff. So I got the refund back and then we got a letter through a few days after that saying, by the way, your direct debit will now be £100. So, good news. Yay! Fast forward to a couple of days ago. Mm -hmm. Got another letter through from Rich Gas saying, oh, your direct debit's changed. £371 a month. What? What? So I put it with the other letters that we've got. And then I got in touch with British Gas again. This time, phoning them up, going, "What the fuck?" Um, and they went, "Oh yeah, well we've calculated. Now bearing in mind, this is now the twelfth of October. We've calculated that by uh, February, you will be six hundred and seventy pounds in debit. So that means we all, Brit- mm-hmm. we will owe the British Gas six hundred and seventy quid, if we keep it at a hundred quid. I'm like, okay." Well, bearing in mind that we're, we're 700 and something in credit and we're paying £100 a month, how on earth do you pluck it <laughs> out of your arse that we owe £370 each month for mm-hmm. the next four months and that'll end up with that amount? Oh, yeah, no, it's uh, the system estimates what you'll use. I went, you can shove your estimations <laughs> because we've got a smart meter. We know what we use, we know how much we use, uh, if this doesn't get sorted out in 24 hours, I'm going to cancel a direct debit. You can shove your money up your rear end. I will be blasting this all over my social media and tagging in off Jim. Yep, so sorted now. We've put your direct debit down to 100 quid again. Thank oh. you. I said, the first sign that any more than that comes out of my account, I will rain hell down on you. <laughs> so we shall see come, uh, come sort of November. We'll Mm -hmm. see how much British gas take out of us. But it's like, estimate. You don't estimate. We've got a smart meter. You don't have to estimate shit. That's the whole point of a smart meter. But apparently Uh. British gas have been doing this to loads of people because I like trolling through their Twitter feeds and loads of people are like, why is my direct debit doubled and tripled? I don't know what the hell's going on. So, uh, yeah, keep an eye on your your energy consumption. I will. Mm-hmm. So what else is new from your end?
1: Well, um, I kind of ventured out into the world a bit,
0: how mingled was, with some people. And how was it? Because you've not done that for a while, have you? <laughs>
1: not done that for two years. Um, how was it? It was fine. Um, You know, I think um, for those who don't know the story, mm-hmm. um, Addy will be... Off to high school uh, next year so we had one of these open evenings where you're going you kind of look at the high school that she'll be going to and I just assumed you know it would be kind of sit down listen to half an hour talk and then go on your merry way kind of you know you, you've you had a bit had a bit of information about the school you can go away oh no this was like a, a school convention this was um come and meet the teachers come and um you know hold um a centipede and a cockroach and no what uh, were you
0: really like holding animals and stuff yeah the, why, I, why why as a parent do you need to do that when you're going around to high school <laughs> for an open I night i don't know <laughs>
1: but i am happy to say that i named a millipede because the the centipede had a name that was jellyfish the millipede what? when i asked what the, the millipede's name was they said it doesn't have one would you like to name it so i said yes please spaghetti did you really call a millipede spaghetti yeah can i ask why well it's it's kind of longer noodle shaped isn't it so
0: right that's true
1: yeah there we three. go <laughs> okay. so yeah it, it was like it was a <clears throat> full blown kind of convention with kind of lots of people brushing past each, each other and um we, I, th- I think, you know, considering we got there originally at half past four.
0: Yeah,
1: um, we didn't leave till like kind of half seven, something like that.
0: And you were around people. You were in a, a crowd, oh, so yeah. to speak.
1: People brushing past you. You know, I. I um, it, it's an automatic thing It's not a Covid thing I was doing it far before Covid But yeah. you know Where you kind of cross your path And you, you're walking past them And
0: you're going right Hold my breath Oh yeah No I, I still do that to this day To be honest Yeah, yeah So
1: yeah. like There was lots of Hold my breath And stuff like that But uh, you know Touch
0: wood uh, I came out of it unscathed Which is good You did And I came out of Grimfest with a, Well not necessarily Grimfest <laughs> I came out of Manchester With a cold Which is probably The better way of saying it Yeah <coughs> So, have you watched any, I mean, other than Dad's Army and stuff, any any exciting TV shows or movies?
1: Uh, I've watched a few things that are on my list, but, but my list isn't very big, considering that all I've been doing is watching TV, because yeah. I've just kind of left off all the, the kind of reruns that I've been watching. So, um, the, the first one on my list is uh, the film The Core,
0: Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so you know, save the Earth from catastrophe. We got to uh, drill into the core of the Earth because it stops spinning and make it spin again.
0: See, I like. Okay, this is dumb as shit, isn't it? If you yeah. you know, you're not going to get any scientists going. Actually, this is this is possible. <laughs> but it's a bit like Moonfall. Yeah. Dumb as a bag of hammers, but an enjoyable, fun film. I yeah. like the core. Yeah, who wouldn't like mm-hmm. kind of driving
1: magical digging machines through lava and all that kind of stuff? Exactly. Uh, it's the first time I'd ever seen it. Yeah. Uh, but but like you say, it's one of those kind of, you know, suspend reality and have a good kind of bit of fun just sitting there and just going, yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, of
0: course it is. It's fun. I like yeah. it. I haven't seen it for many, many years, but uh, but I do, I like that film. So what have I how are you doing on House of the Dragon? Uh House of the Dragon,
1: um I haven't started it yet. At all? No. Okay,
0: so we shall skip over uh, House of the Dragon. I, There's I've been to, eight eight episodes on so far, so
1: I've I've gotta do that thing where Nicole wants to watch it because we watched Game of Thrones together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Every time kinda you mention, you wanna watch it? No. I'm just doing this, I'm yeah. just doing that.
0: So. Between you and me and everybody listening, I hate that. Yeah. Does <laughs> there's, there's, And I, I can't think of what show that I may end up watching just sneakily because I want to watch mm-hmm. it, but I'm sure yeah. there are some. It's like, you know what, I'm just going to watch it because otherwise I'll never get to watch it. Yeah. Is it the same with Lord of the Rings? Rings of Power? No, um,
1: it's not, and I have, but I have still only watched the first two episodes, which I think I'd watched... The yeah. last time we podcasted.
0: I've only watched the first one and I enjoyed it, but I only time thing. So yeah. I'm like, right, well we're gonna watch House of the Dragon. So once that's all finished, then we'll we'll power through mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings. We did start watching one on Netflix tonight and we've so we just like watched the first episode. I think it's been on a couple of seasons anyway, and it's called You. Y O U. That's really good. What's that about? <clears throat> it is about uh, as far as I can tell, it's about a lunatic. He's a stalker. Okay. And so there's a lot of voiceover and stuff on it. It's a guy that sees a girl and he quite likes her. And then he just basically just finds out what her name is. She's got a rather unusual name, like Genevieve something or other. Okay. So he puts it into Google and Facebook and finds where she's from and where she lives because he puts the picture into Google Maps and it shows oh. the house and he finds out who the relatives are because he sees who's, who she's tagged into pictures, and, and it's like really fucking creepy. But probably very, very believable, I would have thought as well. But it's straight off, you know, this guy's a wrong one because he's <laughs> obviously cyber-stalking and then actually stalking yeah. this, this poor woman. So where it goes from there, I do not know, but we watched the first episode and we're like, yeah, this is a good one. So I would I'd check that if you want to. Uh, I mean, you'll probably watch it anyway going, yep. Hmm. Yep. That's why I don't put shit on social media because right, it's yeah. very. It's crazy how quick he just sort of uh, into, into what's the word? Just gets himself into a life, so to speak, with, yeah. with ease. Mm. So we watched that, and then last night we watched something called The Midnight Club. Which Ooh, I've seen the
1: kind of the uh, the advert for that, and uh, mm. it looks like. Something that I might enjoy, so uh... it
0: is, it's, a, it's a creepy sort of psychological thriller, probably horror, but I've not really got to many horror elements yet. But it's pretty good, so mm-hmm. again, just watched the first episode of that one. But that's mm-hmm. worth watching. So, what, what else have you got?
1: Uh, I did watch, uh, because it's my favorite Marvel franchise, uh, Thor, Love and Thunder on Disney. Uh, Plus,
0: did you make it all the way through? I didn't. Um, 20 minutes. You
1: did? You 20 minutes?
0: Yep. Wow. Um, because I pressed stop. Um, wow. I just found I, I really liked Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. And I like the other two. I like all the Thor movies. Mm-hmm. I just thought in this fourth one, there's too much stupid humour. And it just it annoyed me. I thought it was too much. And, I, and yeah. somebody went, well, if you've seen Ragnarok, and then it's just the same as that. I was like, no, it's not. Ragnarok had the balance between a Marvel movie and funny bits mm-hmm. perfectly. Tight roped very, very well. I just thought this one was just daft. Yeah. And And, and maybe it was a case of, I don't even think I wasn't, like, not in the mood to watch it because sometimes you have got to be in a certain mood to watch a certain yeah. type of film. I chose, right, I want to watch Thor because I like the last one and I like the other two. Let's watch it. And I just thought, what is this? What's going on? This is a slapstick comedy. It's like somebody made a fan film of Thor <laughs> from the, like, say, I've only done, I think, I think it's probably about half an hour to be fair. I probably got mm-hmm. to. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just, I'm not in the mood for this. This is, this may annoy me. So I may go back to it at some point, but. I've seen a lot of people who are not happy with it. Maybe that's because Thor Ragnarok was so good. I don't yeah, know.
1: it's funny. I sat through it and was fine, didn't think that. Mm. And now only when you've said it to me, looking back, going, yeah, you're actually right. Yeah, it was kind of
0: like, and it was probably a few weeks ago, but it's, there's this little stupid voiceover bit thing at the beginning when it was like, and there was a woman who, on a horse who was who was a horse or you know that sort of stuff and you're like there just seemed to be too many of that sort of joke yeah you know whereas most films or, or probably Ragnarok had like a laugh every five ten minutes or something because it was sort of serious but also funny this one just seemed too much of a comedy yeah for me so I kind of I bailed out so what were your thoughts on overall on the, the whole movie then no uh, you've made it all the way through.
1: Um yeah, I I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it wasn't my favourite. Um but you know, I, I
0: got nothing bad to say about it. You know, I was quite happy to sit there and watch it. Okay. I probably will go back. To be, I mean, how are you doing on the Marvel stuff? Have you watched them all? I mean by that I mean all the movies, not necessarily no. all the T V shows. No? No. Um
1: it's it's one of those like you say, you know when when I've looked at it and when I um, uh, watched Doctor Strange two for example, yeah, um, you know if um, it, watching certain movies, you find that you have to have been up to a certain level with the actual TV series as well, yeah. Um, so. I find Marvel quite difficult. Okay. Yep. Um, which is why I'll watch the ones that I usually enjoy, which is kind of like your, um, your um, Spider-Man.
0: Yeah, you
1: Thor. Uh, Thor's. Yeah, your, your Thor's. Um, you know, I I enjoyed, uh, you know, wow. Well,
0: I, I enjoyed Doctor Strange. Right? You,
1: yeah. yeah, but... You know, a lot of them, it's like, I don't want to have to have kind of invested, yeah. um, you know, weeks of my life into a TV series or into watching, like, kind of a trail of films to know
0: what I'm doing. Yeah, so we're going to sit down tonight, Rob, and watch a film, right? Let me just check my spreadsheet to see where it is in the yeah. universe. Yeah, I don't want none of that shit either. I keep you having know, this conversation with Abel, who's like, have you seen this show? Have you seen that show? I'm like, nope. <laughs> Um yeah I haven't seen Doctor Strange 2. yet. Uh, Ms, uh Captain Marvel I've not seen You
1: you can't watch it because you haven't watched <coughs> WandaVision so uh, you yeah, know I, I it's
0: like shit like that. It's like I get yeah, it.
1: really, you know, if you have not watched WandaVision then it is no there is no point in you going watching Doctor Strange 2 because <laughs> you don't know what's gone on
0: previously. And it's it's weird it's like Okay, so do I now have to become a subscriber to the fucking Marvel channel in order <laughs> and make sure that I watch eight hundred hours worth of Marvel stuff yep. in order to enjoy this two-hour film? It's just yes. it does get. And to be honest, Star Wars is getting slightly like that. I think they're doing too many Star Wars shows, even mm-hmm. though I like Star Wars. It's like you know, as a kid, it was like you'd get excited because like in a, in a year or two you were going to get another Star Wars movie, or mm-hmm. in your case, another Ewok movie. Yeah, uh, but now it's like every two, three months you get another one. It's like, come on, slow down. And they you're...
1: still haven't done a, a series based on Endor for me.
0: They haven't. Maybe they should pull your finger out, Disney. Exactly. Come on, Kathleen, sort, sort your life <laughs> out. Um, but I'm just—it's uh, yeah, too much stuff to watch. I've said that a few times. It's like the mm-hmm. content's just absolutely insane. But uh, we did watch on Netflix the full ten episodes Dharma. The uh, or Monster, the Jeffrey Dharma story, which was really good. Uh, it, 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 it's well. it's
1: nearly kind of pulled me in because I saw the little clip again on Netflix where um, there's a conversation in the hallway between I think him and a neighbor, and he's yeah. talking about taking out kind of the rancid meat from him in his freezer or something. I'm
0: like, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it's very good. Uh, it is, I mean, we watched it initially because it's Evan Peters, who we're familiar mm-hmm. with in a whole bunch of other stuff, like American Horror Story and whatnot. And his performance is just amazing. But what's very odd is, you know, obviously, Jeffrey Dahmer, real person, real serial killer, etc. There's some points when you feel a bit sympathetic for him. And then, like, five wow. minutes later, you go, oh, yeah, no, I'm not actually. He's a murdering bastard. So <laughs> they sort of tiptoe it really, really well.
1: All all I can say, because I'm not familiar with the story or anything like that. Um, So, I saw that kind of clip that I just mentioned about the the rancid meat or whatever and getting rid of it. Yeah. um, And kind of talking to a neighbour. And I just remember thinking, is that neighbour not just a bit suspicious? Because I don't think in all the years I've owned a freezer, I've gone, oh, just need to get rid of the rancid meat.
0: Yeah, no, like, without going into massive spoilers, yes, The Neighbour does. You know, she's suspicious. So <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> um, but it is it is a good show. And it also, it's not just... I love seeing social media talking about it. I'm not watching it because cause it's glorifying a serial killer. Seriously, it doesn't glorify him at all. I'm not going to run out and buy a Jeffrey Dahmer T-shirt anytime time soon. Uh, it does... <laughs> humanise the victims though, which I think is important on something like that. So it's not mm-hmm. just like about a body count yeah. or it doesn't just follow Jeffrey Dahmer, the serial killer. It goes back into when he was a kid. It shows you his parents. You get to see stuff like that. There's some. There's a lot of comedy in it though, which is weird because one minute you're laughing, next time you're like horrified. Mm-hmm. So it is uh, it is definitely one of the better Netflix shows. Apparently it's, I think it's the biggest Netflix show it's been viewed, I think. I think it might have just knocked out Bridgerton, which was wow. the previous big Netflix show. Um, it's 10 episodes. I would recommend mm-hmm. watching that. So that's good. So, and is Nelson, your list?
1: Uh, yeah, I um, have now watched
0: hocus pocus and hocus pocus 2. Oh, you've seen the first one now because when we I spoke have, on yeah. the phone you'd seen the <laughs> second one but not seen the first one. So Yeah, just
1: just like um, you know, kind of breaking bad and medical soul. I like to do things um kind of a little alternatively.
0: Yeah. You know, so, so, um, so you Pocus 2. You, you watched the, them the wrong way. But, so yeah. give, give me a comparison.
1: Um to be fair, in in this This could upset a lot of people. I preferred the second one, and and again, you know, how many times do I harp on about you know these um, kind of uh, older films? Nostalgia comes into play when people are kind of rating them, Um, because I found personally that i i think hocus pocus 2 was more focused on the sisters whereas hocus pocus 1 was more focused on the kids so i think if i was younger hocus pocus 1 would be the film that i gravitate
0: towards but being
1: older i gravitated more towards the second one
0: now did you notice because obviously, the internet being the internet, they, they go, yeah, the first one's a classic. The second one, shit. Why did they keep making them? I didn't really notice a massive difference in style between the no. first one. I mean, it's a few years since I've seen the first one, but I have seen it a few times. But I don't remember like this b- being this massive, oh my God, what have they done to number two? They've ruined the, ruined the witchy universe.
1: No, if anything, I think they did a good job on the Sanderson sisters because they
0: almost look younger than they did in the first mo- movie. They did. <laughs> yeah, I thought they did as well, which is very clever considering it's like thirty years old or whatever since the since the Sandersons were last on screen. <laughs> but I think I always think that people go, oh, "It's not as good as the first one." I think you just lose the nostalgia thing, don't you? Yeah, and I've been guilty of that sometimes. But you know.
1: Uh, you know, we, we spoke uh, about this uh, when coming number two America came out yeah. and, you know, that was getting panned on the internet and, you know, me and you had sat down and watched it and kind of came out and said we thought that was really good. I did. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. Uh, you know, Hocus Pocus uh, 2, uh, I didn't see anything wrong with it. I don't know what people are moaning about. No. Uh, you know, I love the fact that, that you know, a couple of Roombas um, took kind of starring roles in the film as well. Um, you know, mm-hmm. so uh, hats off to uh, to them because I've always wanted one.
0: Yep, I but, I, I did see a, pe- a lot of people getting pissy and moaning that it wasn't released in cinemas.
1: Fair enough, I suppose. But but then again, you know, Halloween isn't that far away, and I think to to maximize the audience then, you know, more people will see it on Disney
0: Plus than if it had gone to cinemas. Do you find it weird? I find this whole streaming thing weird and some films I think what Disney and all the other streamers should do is maybe also put it on in cinemas. But then yeah but then it's costing money then isn't it? Yeah. So it's like basically you look at Joe Public who's getting pissy and money because it wasn't on the big screen you're like, no, oh, I wanted to pay like thirty quid to go watch this rather than watching it for fuck all. I don't understand people's logic. It's like you're watching it for nothing, effectively, because you're already paying your streaming fees. Why are you mad?
1: I think 50 percent of them, as well. If 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 we actually, uh, you know, had done a proper study on it, even though they moaned and said I wanted to see it in the cinemas, wouldn't have gone to the cinema anyway. I, I know you wouldn't have. I wouldn't no. have. No. Or the people who were moaning and saying it should have come out to cinemas, the people like the cine card holders who've mm. paid like an annual fee and they can go all they want and not have to pay any money.
0: Yeah, that's true. Never thought about those. Those, those freeloaders. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, I enjoyed it. I was so... I bet Nicole's happy with you for having now seen one of her favourite films, Hocus Pocus. She is. Good, good.
1: And, uh, you know, obviously... Uh, kind of, again, on the run-up to Halloween, I've got um, some stuff um, kind of already bootmarked, ready to watch uh, kind of family Fright Night's return, so um, I think it was last year that we watched the first Goosebumps movie, Ooh. and I realised that there was a second one, but nowhere was showing it, whereas now, I think it's Netflix maybe, or oh, is it
0: I think it could be, because I think they own the rights to that, don't they?
1: I'm not sure, but yeah, I think it might be next Netflix, but they've got one and two on there, so um, I think we'll go back and watch the first one again and then watch the second one.
0: They are also uh, doing a TV show of it as well, I think. Ooh. So I'm sure I saw some news about that recently. Um, Goosebumps 2021 TV series, is that one? Well, maybe. I'm pretty sure I saw a news story, because we just... <laughs> They were announcing the casting of uh, of that, anyway. I did watch, uh, and I think you mentioned it weeks and weeks ago, Cocoon the Return. Yes. <coughs> we sat and watched that. Annette had never seen it. She didn't even know there was a second one. Oh, wow. So we sat and watched that on the projector. So
1: Annette had seen the first one, though?
0: Yeah, yeah, she's seen the first yeah. one. She saw the first one years ago, so was aware of it. We re-watched it sort of recently-ish. <coughs> and then I... Remembered that the second one was on Disney Plus because I think me, you, and Stu Miller, whatever had that conversation, didn't we? Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to sit down. I just wanted to watch something that I'd seen before that was light, that was fluffy, mm-hmm. and you know, Cocoon the Return just fitted in perfectly. Still a cracking film. Yes, bit of nostalgia. Can't go wrong with that. So, what else have you got? You're doing quite. No, well, you I- do quite well with this list, to be yeah.
1: You? Now, I don't know if I've mentioned this on a previous podcast or not. I don't think so, but I think I might have mentioned it on the telephone to you. Um, So, the next one on my list is uh, Sully, Miracle on the Hudson. Mm, Yeah. Uh, And the reason I watch this movie is because of uh, the great Tom Hanks, who, uh, you know, everybody knows that I adore. Um, So, I'd heard about the story of Sully because I remember the news about Um, you know, this plane that had landed on the Hudson River because uh, it got problems, um, you know, during takeoff. Um, But I'd never actually watched the movie. But when I sat and watched the movie, one, I thought it was a great movie. But two, I can't believe the crap that that, uh, you know, pilot had to go through um, where, you know, they were investigating him saying, well, you should have turned back. Yeah, and he's saying, "Well, to, you know, all due respect, I was there in the cockpit. You weren't. I thought this was the the only way we were going to survive, and we did survive. But you know, they were just hung up on me. But, but you destroyed the plane.
0: It's crazy, isn't it? Yeah, um, it, it's one of those films if somebody had written it. You'd be like, that never happened. Yeah, it's too far fetched. What a load of shit? But um, the fact it did, you're like, what? How could that happen? <laughs> it's just yeah. absolutely bonkers."
1: Rather than you know, he is a medal for for saving everybody's life.
0: Yeah. Then oh, you did that wrong. Yeah. Why well, didn't just because everybody's alive? That's not the point. What mm. kind of is the point? <laughs> it's just oh god. Yeah, it's one of those anger-inducing movies, isn't it? It, it almost kind of
1: sums up today, doesn't it? You know what I mean? Oh, you saved everyone, but you didn't save the plane. We're canceling you.
0: Yeah, of course, and it probably would work. It would be like that. Mm. It's just it's uh, yeah, it's insane. I think. <clears throat> so, well, I finished off uh, The Walking Dead World Beyond. Yay! Two seasons of that. Overall, I enjoyed it. I t- Tiny spoiler, I did enjoy it more when Pollyanna McIntosh pops up again for a whole bunch of episodes. So that did make yeah. me happy. Because then it at least sort of ties it more in mm-hmm. to the world of the actual Walking Dead. Uh, it's an odd series, though, isn't it? It's like, do you think they always planned this to be two seasons and done or do you think it just got to the point where they're like yeah I don't know how far we could take this one let's just say it's two seasons and done
1: part of me thinks that it was planned that way I, I still kind of am saying this is filler for ideas they've got for for whether it be the TV movies or yeah or whatever this is this is giving us some background information that they feel it's necessary that we have but we don't know why we have it yet.
0: True. And I think the sort of the Pollyanna Macintosh, the, the Jadis um, mm-hmm. storyline, that's the biggest jigsaw piece. That yes. You probably need to sort of tie yourself in with the Andrew Lincoln, Rick mm-hmm. Grimes sort of stuff, isn't it? Because obviously yeah. they just like disappeared on a chopper and then nothing was ever seen since. Whereas uh, World Beyond, we see Pollyanna, don't see Rick Grimes, though, but do you hear a mention no. of his letter? But it was all right. It was good. It was. It was kind of weird though, because it's a case of. Well, I've spent two seasons with these characters. Mm-hmm. Odds are, I'm never going to see any of them again. <laughs> so it's like, okay,
1: yeah, bit in kind of Walking Dead world, they're probably all dead now.
0: They probably are, aren't they? Yeah, I probably think in the Beyond world. Yeah, so all all
1: been eaten
0: by a zombie. They have, but I I like the sense of completion when I finish a show and go, yeah. yay. We've, uh, Annette and I, have finished the entire run. It's like 200 and something episodes, if not more. Um, for how many episodes is it? I'm going to have a look up while I talk about it. But we've watched, or I've rewatched. she has watched the entire ER, um, which I'd seen before. So that'll be very curious to see how many episodes this has got. It is a lot of episodes. It right, doesn't tell me. Uh, oh, 331 episodes in total. <laughs> so that's, so, and I've seen them before. So that was mm-hmm. quite interesting. Uh, great series. If you've never seen it, it's great. They're all on E4, so you, can, mm-hmm. you know, anybody in the UK can just watch them all for nothing. But cracking show, and that is how you end a TV show as well. So it did well. Mm. I don't know if that's a show you ever watched.
1: No, it's not. You know, I've watched some uh, medical stuff. I watched obviously the comedy that was Scrubs. Mm-hmm. Um, I watched um, Private Practice. Okay, yep. Um, but no, never actually uh, watched DR.
0: You ever watch MASH? No. That's really good. MASH is a classic.
1: It's kind of on my list to watch an episode to see what it's about. Yes. Um, and you know, if I um, would enjoy it, but no, I've never seen it.
0: It's not on a streamer either, which is just weird.
1: Yeah, it's one of those ones that I've looked for in the past and gone, Oh, yeah, that's just one of the ones they've killed off, and you're never to see it
0: again. No, I mean, it's out on DVD, Blu ray, and stuff, but you know, I'm not going to say go out and spend 50 quid on the whole lot because mm-hmm. you might not like it. I, I suspect you will like it, but um, but yeah, it's not on any sort of platform whatsoever. Which is quite weird. Uh, did you end up finishing Cobra Kai? I think this is how far back my to-do list goes of things. So. I,
1: I, I very uh, much did finish it. I finished it in about two days and yeah, loved so, every
0: minute minute of it. And then obviously going right, when is the next season coming out?
1: Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, part of me was thinking, oh, I bet you it's about time that, that, that they're just going to end it now. You know that yeah, everything's kind of you know probably going to be coming to an end and then you know it's like yes we've got cliffhangers thank we you
0: have. and then they're talking about doing a spin-off aren't they? i don't quite know how that is going to work all i can think about it says it's not going to have the original cast in it mm. so how's that going to be i don't know be be. i just wish everything would not have high to be school a spin-off. musical shit hits the fan well, isn't that just Cobra Kai at the minute without the songs? Because it's like, I think me and you talked about that. The, the FBI yeah. had shut that town down in a heartbeat.
1: I know, I was going to say, you know, all the king, all the kids, and I mean all the kids, <laughs> like 99% of them, are having gang wars on the street and the police aren't doing anything about it.
0: They don't give a crap, do they? I think they no. only showed up once and that was because there was a party going on or something.
1: Yeah. So it's like, the music where, down,
0: where are these police? <laughs> it's absolute madness. So, well, Shudder, I am watching this, uh, and there's a new episode today, actually. It's 101 Scariest Horror Moments. It's one of these shows where they just do countdowns, and then Mm -hmm. you get a clip of a movie, and then you get somebody talking about the movie, and then you just mentally make a list of, I've either seen it, or, ooh, I've not seen that in a while, or I've never seen it, I want to watch it, or I've never seen it, and it looks shit. But uh, I love these sort of shows. Mm -hmm. So that's, I think it's five or six episodes, I think. I think it's probably going to be ten altogether. But I, I tend to do two things. I'll look at the films and then go, seeing it, not seeing it. And then I'll also look at the presenters and go, follows me follows me on Twitter, doesn't follow me on Twitter. Because <laughs> there's a bunch of them. There's like loads that that sort of grace me with their Twitter presence. So that's quite fun and weird and stuff.
1: It's nice when stuff like that happens, though.
0: It really is, but it's just it's getting more out of hand. It's like somebody made the mistake at Grimfest saying who's the most famous person you've met. And then my list came out like Schindler's list. Mm-hmm. George Romero, Game of Thrones people, Star Wars people, Red Dwarf people, Oliver and Norses, you know, <laughs> just all his names. I'm like, oh my God. So I need to learn how to shut up at some point. Maybe, my, uh, maybe that's why God's going to be a throat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my uh, favorite wrestler at the moment uh, retweeted me uh, a yes. few hours ago. So.
0: That's cool, though, isn't it? Does it? Does that yeah. make you geek out a little bit? It does. Yeah. It
1: does. And they're going, Addy, Addy, look. She's like, what? It's like, you know my favorite wrestler. Yeah, look, he retweeted me. Oh, okay, Dad.
0: You're like, what do you mean, okay, Dad? No, <laughs> plan the party. I'll pretend it's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to find out who it is. It's Ethan Page, by the way. It is. It is. Yeah, I'm looking at your thing.
1: It's it's like when you called me and I was shopping in Tesco uh many moons ago and mm. told me about Mr Tony Todd.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's insane isn't it? Twitter's amazing. I mm. I do like that platform. Um do, have you watched and this is on Amazon Prime Samaritan uh the new film starring Sylvester Stallone? No. It is it's about a little kid mm-hmm. who's not played by Sylvester Stallone. But he starts to think that his next door neighbour, who is played by Sylvester Stallone, could in fact be the long-rumoured dead superhero called Samaritan. Yeah. It's set in the real world, so it's all like grimy and rainy and this, that, and the other. Kid needs a talking to. It's exactly. It should be: is <clears throat> my
1: neighbour that long-rumoured
0: guy named Rambo? Yeah, exactly, or, or Rocky Balboa, or something yeah, exactly. like that. But it's a good film. I would recommend that one. It's one of the decent more, uh, Amazon Prime movies that we so often love. Okay. So I think that dropped probably, let's say I'm going back to September with half these films. Mm-hmm. I've watched a whole bunch. Uh, the Black Phone, we watched that, which was good. That's another one of the Jason Blum movies. I, I have
1: watched The Black
0: Phone, actually. What did you think of The Black Phone?
1: Um, I I quite enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I... You see, movies like that, the only problem is I sit there watching a whole movie going, now if this was me in this situation,
0: what I'd do is I'd do this and then I'd do that. You're not the only one that does that, Rob. i do that. (laughs) Yeah. What you do is you find something that's like a weapon. You back yourself into the corner and the first sign of uh, a guy coming through the door gets near you, stab him in the throat. Yeah, exactly. (coughs) Or the nuts. One of the two. Yeah. So you do that, um, but I enjoyed it. That it was good. I do. Uh, I like Ethan Hawke anyway. He's, he's very clever at the projects he chooses. Yeah. So uh, yes, I watched that one. Um, I also watched a documentary called Pennywise: The Story of It, which I enjoyed. Um, yeah. I think I have talked to you about it before, and it's like you did. Yeah, with the 1990 Pennywise series the two-part tv series it's not one of those Be like oh i hope they make a documentary about that because that went through chaos (laughs) it's i didn't know any chaotic stories and whatnot so it's like a weird documentary for them to choose however it does go into like the whole backstory of the, the, the attempts to get it made before it was made so originally George Romero was going to do it but then they're like well you can't make it eight hours, you need to make it four so then you're like, well shove it, I'm off and he disappeared so they were like who can we get on board and, and, uh, and stuff like that so it's more an interesting documentary about the look into the series but it also has a really couple of nice segments about Jonathan Brandis who you'll know mm-hmm. from Sequest who was in that and it goes into sort of you know, what it was like when he, he took his own life, basically, and you speak to the cast members and stuff about that. Uh, yeah. There's a little segment about John Ritter, who is also no longer with us. So it's it's a nice sort of biographical look at it, rather than, hey, look at all the things that went wrong, because not really a lot of things went wrong. So it was an unusual, I'm so used to watching these, and this is when it all fell apart, and, <laughs> and stuff like that, documentaries, and this isn't one of them. Mm. But um, I saw one of the producers on Facebook And he shared like Somebody would given this documentary a real shit review And <coughs> bear in mind it's called Pennywise Like the story of it This person has said this is terrible The only people that would watch this Are real people that are obsessed with the series It's like that's kind of <laughs> the point Isn't it? That's what it's called You're not going to watch it if you've not seen it Or you're just a casual fan mm-hmm. You've got to watch it if you really want to know What the story of it was So that's just yet another one of the sort of idiots that review films.
1: Mm-hmm. So. Well,
0: jumping on the
1: back of that, I watched uh the documentary Doctor Who Am I? Okay. Um, so uh this um this documentary is put together and directed by Matthew Jacobs, who was the writer of Paul McGann's Doctor Who TV movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and for those who didn't know the whole uh, Paul McGann Doctor Who TV movie, the premise was this was a BBC America production and it was going to launch Doctor Who to America. Okay. Yep. Um, however, um, there were kind of a few fatal mistakes as, um, Matthew Jacobs puts it. Um, you know, one making the doctor half human and one, um, making the doctor kiss somebody. (gasps) Oh, uh, yeah, terrible. Um, and because of that, you know, he was, he was hated by a lot of people. Uh, he's one of these, you know, cancel him, string him up. Wow. Um, He's killed Doctor Who. It's awful. I actually enjoyed that film, so, um, so did I, you know, yeah, yeah it's, it's one of those things. But it's it's basically um, about Matthew Jacobs kind of finally um, going back out, um, kind of into um, the the Who universe, um, and kind of getting to conventions, meeting fans, um, and and not kind of hiding anymore Um, and you know it's an absolutely cracking documentary Um, you know just just kind of full of passion and uh, kind of love for Doctor Who and uh, I was really impressed with it
0: Yeah I mean I remember the Paul McGann Doctor Who TV movie coming out and I bought it on VHS and rented it Mm -hmm. at the video store. I thought it was fine Yeah. It was alright. It was better production value than a lot of the previous Doctor Who's that's for damn sure. Yeah. But has uh, Doctor Who never, ever kissed anybody before that movie, then? I'm not sure.
1: You know, I, 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 uh, I'm I far uh, better versed in um, Doctor Who after Paul McGann than before
0: Paul McGann. Right. Um, he must have kissed someone. Exactly. It's like, because I can't see them at any point go, no, oh, no, we can't do that. You know, it's not some—it's not like a taboo subject, is it? Is it but no. not, So if he didn't, it's definitely a coincidence, or would have thought.
1: So it's just one of those things. People kind of latch onto whatever they want, and unfortunately, oh. kind of try and rip it down. But um, you know, I think I think it's one of those things that probably with time, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's the the perception of it. Has, has changed, you know, very much like deep space nine. I remember at the time people kind of, when that first came out, people were saying, this isn't star Trek, you know, <laughs> this is, um, you know, it, it, it's never going to work set on a space station. And then looking back on it now, deep space nine is one of the most loved, uh, series of star Trek. So, it really is, um, yeah. so yeah. Um, but you know, uh, Doctor Who, am I? I think, think's coming out later this month. You know, I was lucky enough to get a press screener for it, um, and I highly, highly recommend it to any Doctor Who fan.
0: What are you? Because uh, you're starting to get press screeners and stuff now. Again, you used to get them. off you know, for sci-fi news and stuff. But what's that like? Do you have to? Are you quite excited about stuff like that?
1: I am. Uh, I think the only thing um, is, um, it gives you. Deadlines, so you put yourself under pressure. Yeah. So um, this, for you know, the particular uh, documentary, Doctor Who, am I? That's uh, kind of all reviews are uh, embargoed until the the thirteenth, and you know, we are recording this on the 9th of the twelfth. But I know, obviously,
0: you it'll know, tomorrow yeah.
1: it'll come out tomorrow anyway, so uh, it, it's fine. Um, but because I've been ill for the last two weeks, you know, even though I've watched it, I kind of then became ill and yeah. haven't written up my review. So I know that tomorrow, my first job is to wake up and write my doctor yeah. review. Um,
0: puts pressure on doesn't it?
1: Yeah. Then I've got to uh, kind of put it out there into the world and, um, very much the same with um, the the Pennywise documentary. Um, you know, I'd been sent that as well, uh, the same as you. Yeah. And um, I, f- because of when it was sent to me, I haven't even got around to watching it. No, and it's
0: I got sent the the press release for the Pennywise one, and I replied back, "Oh, well, it's quite good actually. Can I have a can I have a screener link for that? <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. Can I watch it for free, please?" And uh, they replied back, "Yep, here's the link." And then it goes into a folder, and I go, right, well, when I've got a big bunch of time, which isn't very often lately, <laughs> what with all the prep for Grimfest and sinus infections and all that sort of stuff, I'm like, I'll get around to watching at some point. It's fine. It'll be there if I need it and then they sent me a chaser email going uh when's that review going up i'm like when would you like it up oh next couple of days i'm like oh shit (laughs) so then you you do put pressure and it's like third world problems or whatever yeah first world problems isn't it where you go oh no i've got to watch this film for nothing and then talk about it but it is it's like oh fuck's sake now i've got to find some time Mm -hmm. to do this and then type the review up and stuff like that. So I that was why I did the Pennywise one. It's like oh, like here we go, because I knew I was going away for Grimfest. Yeah, um, but I I would love to know how many screener links I could get. I could if I requested them all, I would easily say it would be like fifteen a week. That you maybe, couldn't do your day job. That may no, I couldn't do my day job. No, not at all. I would love to watch every film that I was you know that I was able to watch. Mm-hmm. And I would love to be able to do every single interview that I was able to interview, but I just can't. Yeah, yeah. I just can't do it. And I want to get into the certainly the podcast. It's like what at Grimfest, I did um, enough content for ten podcasts. Wow! Right in four days. Now a lot of these, you know, they're like ten fifteen minutes. But however, it's me having a conversation with filmmakers about the film that they made, and it's mm-hmm. enough for ten. That's in four days. And I enjoyed it. It's like, I can't wait to just tell you all the crazy stories of Grimfest. Mm-hmm. Um, I had a blast, but it was like, and I'll try and tell you the first one and see how well my voice is going. Because uh, I've run out of chocolate milk, so this could end up being <laughs> a disaster. So we, we we decided to go by train mm-hmm. rather than by bus. Now, by bus, it takes us an hour, hour and a quarter, mm-hmm. and it cost about 11 quid sort of to get there. Okay. By train, I think it was like 19 quid and it takes us 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. It's like train's comfier, yeah. especially when you're carrying two suitcases, a backpack, a tripod and a small camera bag. <laughs> so you go, do you know what? Catch train. So we got the train in, get to Manchester just before two o'clock, which is fine because we can check into the hotel at two o'clock. So it's like mm-hmm. great. So I get to the hotel, go, right, well, I've got my first interview is at three o'clock. Uh, sort of Grimfest HQ, which is like they've, they've taken over an, audio, an audience cinema basically in Manchester. Yeah. So it's like, right, I've got an hour before my first interview. Sounds like a lot of time, but it's not because I've not checked into the hotel. I have not gone over to Grimfest. I've not collected my pass. I've not got to the place within the Grimfest HQ where the interviews are taking place. And I have not set up all my camera equipment. Now, luckily, I had the foresight of dividing it all into a backpack. So I'm like, right, everything I need to take with me on day one is in this big backpack. So I need (laughs) to take that backpack and a tripod. Right, I'm sorted. So thank God I did that. So we get to the hotel about 5 to 2. I go to check in. Biggest fucking queue you've ever seen. I'm like, brilliant. Everybody's checking in all at once. So we did that. I'm sweating already. It's like, oh, my God. How much time have I got? So then we get up to the room. I dump the stuff down. It's now like 20 past two. So it's like, shit. I can pretty much remember, I think, where the cinema is. I know it's off like the really big high street, but the really big high street is probably about four miles long. So it's like, I'm pretty sure I can remember where it is. So I managed to get all the way over there. And then I find this little pub that's sort of joined to the cinema, and I go straight upstairs because that's where they did the, inter- the interviews three years ago, I my aunt. Mm-hmm. So I get up there, nobody there. I'm like, okay, it's kind of weird. <laughs> so then I go back downstairs and I speak to the barman, and I'm like, uh, are any Grimfest people here? No. Okay, do you know Do, do you know if they're due? Um, I don't know. <laughs> okay, well I've got an interview in like 20 minutes now because it's like 20, 20 to 3. Alright, um... No, I'm not sure. Have you tried the box office in the cinema? Yep, just been there. Shot. Oh, yeah, no, that shot a few months ago actually did that. <laughs> okay. And then luckily I saw this one guy walk past and it's a guy called Kenny who I'd remembered from like three years ago and I'm like, ooh, get him. So I chased him down and I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Where am I going to go? There's nobody in there, blah, blah, blah. So I'm just on the way to get, to, to, to get the film director for you to speak to. Okay, so what do I do? Right, well, have you got your pass yet? No. All right. well, you need to get that sorted. So he sent me in the right direction to get my pass sorted. I basically sat down and had the equipment all set up like five minutes before my interview was due to begin. So I'm sat there <laughs> sweating like a pig, looking like something. Have you ever seen Midnight Express? Mm-hmm. Right, you know, when he's in the airport, he's sweating like a pig because he's got heroin strapped to his body or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I was like that. As I'm sitting there, I'm bright red, sweating, the the filmmaker sits down, he's like, hello. And I'm like, how are you? And he went, I'm all right, how are you? And I went, I am sweating like a pig. Uh, I've just come all the way. But where have you come from? Madrid. And he's just looking (laughs) as cool as a cucumber. And it's like, oh, my God. And then once I sat down, I'm thinking, I haven't done a face-to-face interview in like three years. How do we do these again? Oh, Shit. (laughs) But luckily, then I had another one maybe an hour after that, and I was, right, I know what I'm doing now. I've picked it all up, and it all went wonderfully. But it's like, oh, my God. So that was the beginning of my trip. But it all worked out, but I was exhausted. Yeah. I was absolutely exhausted. I think I looked at my step step counter, and I think in the four days, I walked about 20 miles, just backwards and forwards and up and down escalators and all that sort of stuff. I was doing a (laughs) lot of steps. Uh, so that was my first Grimfest thing, but there'll be a whole other bunch of stuff like that. But that's that's a long answer to I did ten podcasts <coughs> in four days. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, th- feeling the pressure of screeners. There, there are far worse problems to go through. But I, I do, feel, oh, yeah. I do feel your pain. <laughs> so it's, um, yeah, that's why I didn't manage to watch all of the Grimfest films in advance yeah. of Grimfest because it was twenty-one of them. <laughs> and i would never have been able to do it in that time period so um but yeah so you'll you'll have a lot faff to to deal with won't you lots and lot just just don't make the mistake of saying yes i'll have a screener for like everything
1: well that's the thing i, I was catching up on my emails the other day and i think um because i was catching up on two weeks worth of emails. I was like, oh, I've been offered a screener, I've been offered a screener there, I've been offered a screener here. I was like, I am requesting zero.
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's what I do. It's like I'll get it a a lot. they will be like, do you want to review it? I just go back and say, look, I don't have the time. I'm all I'm all sort of blocked up with with uh you know stuff. So I don't really have the time. Because what you will get is if people are probably going to listen to this go, oh, you get a chance to watch all these big movies they're generally not the big movies you know they're not the yeah. they're, they're, they're not Avatar they're not John Wick 4 they're not Top Gun Maverick they're usually like indie films which I know not mean you love mm-hmm. but you know people are going to go oh you get a chance to watch like all of the House of the Dragon and no it's not not really those it's independent movies which are great but there's just lots of them mhm Uh, But you you will end up getting them through in your email and you're like, oh, I was going to watch that one anyway. That's Mm -hmm. amazing. And then that's when you do sit down. I watched one the other week and it was a live concert of Tubular Bells, which I got sent. And that was great. I just sat there and did my review. I'm now getting to the point where I can actually review them whilst watching them because of the setup I've got. So I don't know how how you review stuff, but I have have a 32-inch screen for in front of my pc so that's my viewing screen for screeners if they're email links mm-hmm. and then uh, and then i have enough desk space so i just have a sheet of paper there and a pen and then i'll watch it i'll just write down keywords like great soundtrack love the mm-hmm. cinematography made me jump you know stupid shit like that and then once i finish watching the film then i use those bullet points to then craft it into some sort of uh readable review
1: That's not a bad idea, I might try that because the way I do it is a little bit similar I'll sit down and watch it and um, you know um, kind. Well, of course you do, you've had plenty of them where you've reviewed something and they take a snippet and stick it on the front of the DVD box Yes,
0: they're amazing I've not done this for a while though
1: I kind of write my um, kind of takeaway snippet whilst (laughs) watching it and then Go back and write the actual review.
0: Right. Okay. It's fascinating watching how different people do reviews, though. Mm. And also, it's fascinating how people do. It. Some people write reviews which don't look so much like reviews; they look like a complete plot synopsis. Mm-hmm. And then this happened, and then that. It's like, why well, don't need to watch film now? I've just read your article. Uh, I tend. I never give spoilers away. Often, I will not even talk about the storyline too much. Because what's the point? You're gonna find out anyway. I'll do. I'll tell them enough to sort of to to you know the first shots for free, but the second bag of cocaine you're gonna pay for. Type thing. <laughs> I'll do that. But uh... it's funny, you know. There are so many people out there like you're saying.
1: Everybody does things different. Like mm. I'm uh, friends with uh, somebody who uh, is quite uh, a big journalist from the, from the point of view of who he writes for so kind of national newspapers and that kind of stuff
2: yeah
1: and um when he well i used to kind of quiz him about things back in the past when i first started doing this um and um he didn't even if he was given something to um to review whether it be a movie or a book Okay. if it was a movie he would use the press release that went along with it if it was a book he would use the blurb on the book and he would write a review based on that information oh wow but not actually watch a single minute of the film or read a single page of the book that's but awful he, <laughs> it, it is awful but yeah. he he must have got it down to an art form because he got away with it all the time yeah, yeah. and This is a person who was sent kind of serious money items to review. His big thing, he was, um, was car reviews. And, um, I'm not joking. 52 weeks of the year, he would have 52 different cars for review. A car would come land on his drive, like on a Monday morning. Yeah. And then the following Monday, that one would be taken away, and another car would be driven in, and he'd get, you know, a, a free tanks worth of petrol, and he'd go about and drive these cars and write reviews for them. That was his big kind of money, uh, where he made his money. But you know, it, you know, for for smaller bits of income, he would do kind of reviews, and he'd even do kind of horoscope writing and that kind of stuff. He knew nothing about horoscopes. Wow. It was just all made up, but. You know, that shows you what some journalists are like. Probably a lot. Yeah, of them.
0: I, I saw one because I, when I lived down south for for a couple of years, I was invited to the Sony screening rooms to watch a film called The Governors, mm-hmm. and I sat and watched it, and I enjoyed it, and I didn't even. I think I might have wrote. So I've I've learned how to write in the dark. <laughs> um and again it's like writing the bullet points so i could just sit there and i can work out what i've written so a little <clears> notepad <throat> on my desk on. <clears throat> but i saw this film critic from one of the major newspapers i'm talking like the major newspapers didn't mm. even watch the film he was just sat there in his ipad all the time and i could see him because he was like raw two in front of me and sure enough his bad review appeared in that newspaper And I'm thinking, you didn't even watch the film because I was watching you because he was in front of me. I could see that he wasn't watching it, wasn't paying attention. But yeah, you know, that was his job and he obviously got paid for it. So it's just I find it such a shame because it's like you've got people like me and you who will put the time in. Oh yeah. Put the effort in and then think, Oh my god, I've got to watch this by tomorrow. Oh, how terrible is my life. But we do it anyway. And then, you know, we're we're working other jobs.
1: The the worst experience I've ever had with a journalist was um a friend of the journalist I've just been talking about. And he'd heard that, you know, I was getting into writing reviews and that kind of stuff because Sci-Fi News website was taking off and I was being sent this stuff in the post.
2: Wow.
1: And um very much like the friend, um, he kinda offered, you know, if I can help you out, give you any pointers. Just let me know. Here's my card. Drop me an email. Um, So um, I'd dropped him an email um, because I'd written an article uh, for Sci-Fi News about um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer collector's plates that were coming out. Okay. And these collector's plates um, had been put on hold because um, um, the representative for Sarah Michelle Geller was wasn't happy with the coloring of the eyes on the plate. oh wow um, so I'd got this information because I actually had uh, a wholesale account with the place that was producing these plates and I'd got um, you know I think I'd got something like um, an order of like a 100 of these plates um, in um, to, to then sell on my shop. And so I kind of was saying, "Why are these so overdue?" And talking to my account manager, and my account manager had, had literally explained the story to me. Yeah. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna. This this sounds like a good story. Story for sci-fi news. Wrote the story, and uh, asked my friend if he minded reading over it because it was one of the first things I'd ever wrote. And he said, "Not a problem," but I advise you to um, email my friend who you've met. Because um, his forte is entertainment news. Yeah. So, fair enough. Sent an email. Yeah, not a problem, Rob. Uh, send over your article. I'll have a read over it. So, I sent the article over, waiting for feedback. Uh, and had an email back. And, you know, here's a little bit of feedback. Um, you know, thank you very much. And off it went on the website. Yeah. Um, it was only then probably... Three weeks after, um, I was given by my friend um, a clipping of it was something like um, the Daily Mail or something like that. <laughs> okay, and it was an article about the Buffy plates being delayed because Sarah Michelle Gell- Michelle Geller's management hadn't approved, uh, didn't like the colour of her eyes. Yeah, I was furious. Basically, this this the friend of my friend had taken my article, kind of rewrote it himself, yeah. and sold it to one of the publications he wrote
0: for. <laughs> oh, wow. I'd be like that. I'd be pissed as well.
1: <laughs> yeah. Um, <coughs> so it, it's only kind of through these mistakes that you can you realise, like, um, you know, what not to do and um, kind of how, you know... A lot of people in the business can be, you know, right,
0: I once had, I once had, because um, I went through the phase when I, I would really want my name on DVD covers. Mm-hmm. And I've got my I think probably like a dozen or so, there's DVDs, which I always make sure I buy a copy of them. So I'll put my name on it. If you want to sell more DVDs, I'll buy one. <laughs> and um, so I have them. And then there was one time when somebody online had sent me going, oh, I've just seen your name on a DVD cover. And I'm like, really? Which one? And I looked at it and I thought, I don't even remember that film. And so I looked it up on IMDb, because sometimes films change titles and stuff yeah. like that. And I looked at it and I'm like, I haven't watched that movie. <laughs> so I messaged the production company. I went, can I just ask, am I cracking up? Because my my sort of name and you know a, a little mini quote thing or whatever is on the front of this dvd i don't remember watching it oh no that was one you did for another film we didn't think you'd mind i went fucking <laughs> mental i'm like no, don't you dare i said blah, blah 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 it's like i went mad at them but then there's another one there's some sort of film um i can't remember what it's called but i think it's got sam worthington in it it's not avatar and it's something like titan something or other and there's a cover out there. You go into Google and it's got... This isn't the one that I was just talking about. It's another one. And I don't know who released this one. But my poster quotes on this film, And I've never seen it. I swear to God, I've never watched the science fiction movie that has got my five-star thing on it or whatever. So I <laughs> I have no clue how my name ended up on it. But some sort of dodgy uh, PR company or something. Yeah. So that was, let's put there. in it. So you've really got to watch. You've got to become sort of protective of your brand, so yeah. to speak Uh, because it's like, well, people are going to go, it's no biggie if you just get your name on a DVD cover. If it's a shit film and you're saying it's amazing, then yes, it can damage you. Oh, yeah. Um, So it's just, it's odd. It's, you know, I I mean, you've done sci-fi news and stuff before, so we could probably have that sort of conversation anyway. But I'm looking forward to when, like, you know, a couple of years down the line when you've got back into this whole... PR press release screen all this sort of stuff we could just mm-hmm. we could probably share so many stories oh yeah but most of them good but now and again you get a few that just make you scratch your head yeah um, so but yeah I've I did I had a hundred and forty three articles backlogged over the past few days I've managed to get that down quite a bit but uh, do you find you get a lot I don't know if you've discovered it yet but you'll get like somebody will press release something through. Mm-hmm. and you'll go, not a problem, I'll put it on my website, and you do your little article, and you put it on whatever site you're doing, and I always send them the link back and go, yep. here you go, I've done it, just so they can then send it on to the client and go, right, it's done. And I will, I always do that. Uh-huh. and the amount of times when like a week or two later the same person sends me a thing th- through going hey don't know if you're aware of it but this thing's coming out I'm like yep already done an article for that <laughs> it's already done i've heard that three times this week from the same person don't know if you want to cover this story yep covered it in september <laughs> it's already done so they need to keep up to date with their little spreadsheets just like yeah. I do with mine, but this sounds like we're bitching the morning at PR people. Really not. We're just no. sharing fun war stories. I think.
1: Yeah, you know, and some of them are are cracking companies, but there are ones that let let the side down. Same as uh, journalists. Same it's as like, everything. Yeah. Y- you you know me. Um, one of the topics I'm covering um now is wrestling, pro wrestling. Yeah. And um the the media or the dirt sheets as they're called uh, in professional wrestling yeah. um, they've got such a bad rep and um it kind of pains me at times because I'm kind of looking and I you know I don't know about yourself very much like when I watch stuff I kind of promote the good and kind of pretty much ignore the bad yeah yeah same yeah you know um you know, everybody needs, you know, good in their lives. The bad just depresses you. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the I don't do any of this kind of you know, bad reporting that, that no. um, you know, it gives you the rep of being a dirt sheet, but because you are reporting, you are kinda of lumped into in, in the in the wrestling community, lumped into this um the you know, kind of typecasted as um kind of um bad almost and i was reading earlier um one of uh, you know quite a, a big um wrestler um who'd kind of put a, a, a post uh, complaining about um dirt sheets and literally um i think the the words were like
0: kind of dirt sheets podcasters and something else oh like, no hey, the, leave me alone Yeah, exactly it's like by you know by all means have a puppet Dirt cheaters, as, as, as you like to call them, but mm. podcasters, no, not at all. The, most of the podcasts I listen to, which is probably, that's probably why, because that's why I listen yeah. to them, they're not the sort that will just go, hey, let's talk about the shit we've watched this week. You know they'll talk about things they like and they will talk about stuff that they didn't like them but i yeah, don't and, i and, and won't and the listen to any that are, shows that
1: are mostly negative you know have actually shut down aren't they you know stew
0: yeah yeah <laughs> Stu miller and andy um <laughs> entertainingly <laughs> negative but yeah it's like um somebody on facebook said to me because they were having a pop at me because i actually dared say that i enjoyed hocus pocus too how dare mm. he and he jumped into my comments and said, you you seem like the sort of person that if some if Disney filmed some guy in a toilet for four hours, you'd probably give it a positive review. <laughs> <clears throat> so I went back and I said, well, if they filmed it in a nice way and it was good performance and it was decent plot, then I probably would give it a good review. And uh, and then we had a bit of an exchange and then he deleted all his comments. But <laughs> I, I will never say that I like a film if I don't. No. But often I'll watch a film that's terrible and I just don't talk about it. Mm-hmm. because nobody sets out to make a crap movie. However, if you then say, oh, I've, I'm i thinking about watching this film and I know it's terrible, then off record, I might be like, Rob, you might want to skip that. Because <laughs> yeah. you and I have similar tastes in films and stuff. Mm-hmm. But I, I have no interest in wasting my time typing up, this is the worst film ever, the cinematography was shocking, the music was terrible, and the performances were all... Um, no, I've got too many good films I want to talk about.
1: Well... I think um the, the the way I would kind of bill myself to people who think uh I am like one of uh, the many um dirt sheets out there is my my very first review many 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 years ago many years ago yeah. was for an event it was um at uh the Manchester Museum of Science and it was called Federation Science it was a Star Trek um, event with real life props from the show and all that kind of stuff, and obviously big Trek fan. I went to the event, um, travelled to Manchester, and my um, my headline uh, for the review was um, Star Trek Federation Science not quite worth the trek.
0: That's that's good.
1: So you know, if I if I was willing to turn on Star Trek, then I I. I th- you know i'd like to think that i'm pretty reputable when i come to uh what i say
0: i think and the thing is it's like i've and what i'll never get used to is when i write a review that's somewhat negative mm-hmm. but i still try and keep it positive and i've yeah. done it and then the filmmakers thanked me for the review so it's like for example i remember writing a review for a film and it was like you know the, the plot was fine the performances were fine would have been nice if the filmmakers had a bit more money but because then they could have upped the production value or something mm-hmm. which is a negative review but it's basically saying this is why it's not what it should be because mm-hmm. of money and it's not the filmmakers what and they came back and they went thank you so much for a positive I'm like that's kind of weird but that's about as negative as I get I think yeah uh, but it's fun we don't get paid for this the way so we do no. it because we like it it's, and uh, that's
1: the thing, you know, with with the Star Trek event. Ooh. You know, some people might have said Star Trek Federation of science absolutely crap. Yeah, I said not quite worth the trek.
0: Yeah, which is you genius. know, yeah. it's a
1: nice way of kind of, you know, kind of conveying your disappointments It wasn't quite up to scratch. It is. Um, and that's the thing: there's right ways of doing things and wrong ways, and uh, the. The right way isn't ripping off the uh, the article of uh, uh, no buffy plate. Um, you know, now if that guy had come to me and said, "You know what, Rob? I think I could make some money off this article. Um, you know, would you be up for me rewriting it? And
0: if I give you like hundred quid or something?" Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, moving away from disappointments, let's let's get to something wonderfully happy and i received a wonderful little care package all the way from from canada from the wonderful chris chris has sent me actual cd copies ooh, of, of three of his albums and weirdly enough one of them saw his his new one is called snuff wagon and interesting on the cover it is it's my photograph ooh how cool is that i was quite i was quite chuffed with that because he did sort of mention it and this must have been Weeks and months ago, he sort of he'd would seen some of my photos, and I think he'd said, "Have you got anything that looks a bit you know, like creepy and anorexy and all that sort of stuff?" So I'm like, all right. So I sent him a bunch over, mm-hmm. and then I forgot about it because I've been busy and you know whatnot. And then he he sent me the CDs, and then I didn't realise that it was one of my photos that inspired the cover for it. So I'm I'm very chuffed. I'm actually holding in my hand three um, sort of actual CDs. Of his albums. so and he, and he wrote a nice little note, which I'm not going to read out because the, the light's a bit dim where I am, but, you know, it, it can't afford paper because he's written it on a sheet of cardboard, which is quite ingenious, actually. <laughs> so I've now got this sort of gatefold cardboard, somewhat sort of greeting card uh, from Chris, which I, do, I am going to treasure and I'm going to keep that.
1: I, I, I've got to ask and I will name and shame you Chris yeah. uh, if, if Chris if likes Stuart, being named and shamed if it doesn't give the right answer to this question now
0: yeah did Chris sign the CDs no he didn't
1: oh Chris what are you
0: doing I know. so what I'm going to have to do is send them back send them back uh, he did sign a little card though so technically I have his signature which I could probably copy onto it but no he didn't didn't sign them I think that's because he's not a, uh, he's not got his ego yet yeah Maybe it's oh I need to sign them for him. I don't know. Who knows? You'll know no, for next time. You, Chris? He'll, he'll, yeah, you'll know for next time, Chris.
1: But when, that was great. when you're an artist mm. the size of yourself, um, and I'm not talking about kind of anything weight related—that's me. Um, but you know, when you've reached that certain level, you need to start signing your CDs. It does.
0: I sign everything. I, I like. You know, when I go into a shop with a ten-pound note or whatever and I hand it over, <laughs> I, I autograph it because yeah. I'm like, "Here you go, you never know. Put that safe. Might might be worth five pounds one day." Exactly. In this crazy economy we're in. Um, but no, I knew something was on the way because he would got my address. He said, oh, "I'm posting you something." I didn't know what. I was expecting severed heads, little jars of semen, some sort of you know mutilated dead rat or something. But blow up dolls. Blow up dolls. Um, but, yeah, I've got some CDs, which I'm happy with. In, but, you
1: instead,
0: know. he sent you some snuff? He sent me, he sent me Snuff Wagon. Uh, I, what <laughs> have I got? I've got Snuff Wagon, I've got This Hell, and I've got This Core. So I've got mm-hmm. three uh, actual CDs, which look great. Chris, you need to do more of these. So, see, that's we've been talking lots about the negative, and um, we're, we're ending on a positive. Yeah. I know my coughing and spluttering seems to have stopped in the past half hour, so
1: it, it just makes sense, you know. Coming to the end of the podcast, you'll be fine now. I
0: probably will. So uh what you, there's probably tons, there's absolutely shit tons of stuff that i I'll probably want to go through. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna end on a weird a weird question. Right. So this sort of does tie in. To Grimfest now. I don't know okay. when. The, I don't know when the last time you were on a train was, Rob. When, when was it? Ooh, that's a good question.
1: Last time I was on a train, um,
0: when was it? Uh, Ages ago. Uh, it,
1: it was before the pandemic. It right. was um, it was some um, sort of family emergency where I was going back to Stoke to to visit my family but um nicole and addy stayed here because addy needs to be in school
0: right so i mean this this isn't a train so it's nothing i don't even know why i said it was to do with because it wasn't i'm thinking it was a different <laughs> one this was when i went to lytham um probably like a month ago mm-hmm. so basically annette went to lytham for a few days i was still working i went up to lytham a couple of days into her trip and then came back down the day before she came back. So I had a, basically that's a long way of saying I had a separate train trip to, yep. to Annette. <clears throat> so when you're on a train, you there's sort of two sets of seats, isn't there? You can either sit where it's like an airplane, dunk, dunk, mm-hmm. dunk, 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 and you're all facing the same way and you look at the back of a headrest, Yes. or there are the seats when you've got a table in the middle. Mm-hmm. I always tend to go for the one with the table, so I can lean, on it. so I can lean on it, put me mm-hmm. put my iPod on there, and all that sort of stuff. Now, when I was coming back, I, the train was pretty empty, so I mm-hmm. had a table seat, so mm-hmm. I'm facing one way, nobody else on the other four seats. But then the train started to fill up, mm-hmm. and people got on the train, and then smack right in front of me, so facing right into my face, and me into hers. Uh, uh, girl slash woman sits there mm-hmm. then it becomes awkward because when there's nobody there you can just look forward and you can just stare <laughs> at the blank seat but when there's somebody sat there where do you look? you can't look at them because then it's kind of weird, But I, so that, so do you then just stare at the window and, and for like yeah. an hour and avoid looking at it it's really awkward I have to ask,
1: it was just you and her at the, the table.
0: Yeah. yeah, yeah, nobody else.
1: Because it, it's you know, and uh, the men will know what I'm talking about. It's almost like the uh, the urinal rule. Yeah. you know, yeah. you go on the one furthest away. <laughs> yeah, from any that are in use. Yeah. Now, to me, if I was getting on that train and sitting at that table, yeah. and you were sitting in the outer seat, yep. I would, if I was going to sit at that table, I would sit in the
0: opposite inner seat. Yeah, no, she didn't. She sat on the outer seat as well. So, yeah, that... that but it's awkward. It just becomes yeah. like... Because then you... It, it's a bit like... And it's a sort of very similar thing where if you happen to be walking down a very long road, so you're going somewhere, and then you're, you've just started that walk, and then out of a side street comes a woman... Mm-hmm. And she's walking in the same direction as you, but she's like five feet in front of you. Mm-hmm. Do you slow down? Do you keep going the speed that you're choosing to anyway? Because why would you not? You're headed somewhere. Do mm-hmm. you speed up and walk past her?
1: Mm-hmm. How? What do you do? Now, this sounds <laughs> like weird. one of those um, old kind of uh, text-based 80s games that you play on uh, the Amstrad or the Spectrum.
0: <laughs> it kind of does sound like the Lords <laughs> of Midnight, if you might uh, yeah, that's okay.
1: You know... Uh, option D: yeah. Turn around and go home.
0: Yeah, it's just like it's a weird thing because it's like, well, I know I'm not a crazy weird person. Mm-hmm. So, but if I if I just look where I was looking anyway before you sat in my viewpoint or walked in my walk space, then I'm going to look like a crazy person. Mm. So what I need to do is change my behaviour. But then. You might think I am a crazy person. I'm just changing my behaviour, which will freak you out more. It's just like, what the fuck? There should be a law. If somebody's sitting on the table, don't sit there. Just stand up. Don't get out of my way. (laughs) But it was weird. It was just like, I didn't know where to look. Maybe,
1: uh, you know, it's a possibility. Um, She was on the lookout for, uh, you know, a handsome director to
0: you know she sat in the wrong goddamn chair <laughs> she clearly needs to go to spec savers <laughs> so we had that um but yeah somebody uh, the other day i said oh do you make films i'm like no <laughs> i make two-thirds of films <laughs> and, and i then, tried to <laughs> i tried to and then it didn't happen uh i try and make documentaries <laughs> so uh but that's a thing but it was just weird with that train thing i'm like i I remember writing it, I got my phone out put it in my little Google Drive I'm like that is a thing that needs bringing up Uh, just like where do you look Mm because you know somebody sat right in front of you, you don't want to stare at them you don't want to look away because it looks like why are they not looking at me, it's weird it's one of them very very strange odd things Mm. so what are you up to for the rest of your evening anything Uh, exciting I, I don't
1: know no. Um, to to be fair, um, you know, since uh, I finished work, um, I had noticed that there were several press releases waiting for Ooh. my eyes. So I might have a look at those.
0: I have, how many have I got? I've got, the fuck? I had 143 before and I did a load and now I've got 146. <laughs> <laughs> Some things And a lot of these to be fair It's not like 146 articles that you're doing A lot of these are like Hey just to remind you That thing that I reminded you about two days ago <laughs> It's like yeah. I've got like six of these things um, I get a lot of theatre ones doing now Which I do quite like running Oh nice So I'm sort of branching out slightly um, And a lot for stand-up comedians And you know obviously We, we both get the Warner Brothers games ones And stuff don't mm-hmm. we? So Yes um, But yeah I think i'm just gonna go downstairs and watch a bit of tv and just you know be happy that you and i have podcasted again after what seems like an absolute age yes we are back we are back we're both back with sniffles and colds and <laughs> and, and wonky throats in my case but we're back so mm-hmm. um yeah i think we'll just we'll end that one a shout out to neil johnson as well who i've not spoke to in a while but uh hope you well Neil I hope you are well Neil so we'll have to have a catch up with you soon and uh, obviously a shout out to Chris for sending me these amazing CDs even if they yes. were unsigned it's okay <laughs> but uh, you enjoy your evening Rob thank
1: you you too
0: and I will chat to you very soon
1: sounds good no. take care you too bye bye <laughs>